feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. are just hours away from the historic moment for the first time in American history. A former American president will be arraigned, will be criminally charged. This is an unbelievable moment and an extraordinary, unprecedented time in U.S. history. And that's why I firmly believe that this is a sad day. I think it's a dark day in American history. If you look at all the leaks that have come out, it is about to be 34 different felony counts. And it is over, as far as we know, barring any surprise in the indictment tomorrow, over basically a misrepresentation of a business deal, of basically putting it in the wrong place. And everybody that has come out so far has essentially said if the last name wasn't Trump, there'd be no way that there would ever be a case that it would ever go to the grand jury. This is an unbelievable moment. And President Trump arrived in New York just a little bit ago, and he got lots of chants and cheers. Take a listen, because there was a little bit of a crowd, at least on hand, out there outside of Trump Tower And they greeted him. And this, to me, is a sign of what you are seeing in the polls. He is skyrocketing in the polls against now. Ron DeSantis, some of the latest polls are showing like 30-plus points spread. There was a while where DeSantis was ahead of him or Trump was ahead, but it was like a narrow race. Now he is taking off and running because people are saying this is outrageous. But if you listen to the left-wing media, they made it sound like it was like O.J. Simpson today. It was incredible to see the way that they were, like, following the Trump, you know, plane, and then it comes in here, and then it goes here, and then it does this, and will Trump be in handcuffs? Will he be, like, thrown in jail? None of those things were going to happen. We knew it. That's not going to happen, but he will be indeed fingerprinted. There will be a mugshot. There will be a whole bunch of those things. And there is no doubt that this is a somber moment. Uh, Yet Alvin Bragg, who was intent on going after President Trump, he made it a campaign promise. He said this was going to be the top of his list. Well, at least he is keeping that promise, if you will. There's the one thing. He's not going after felons in New York. He's reducing them to misdemeanors. And now we have a case of a president where it is really not even a misdemeanor And he is inflating it to a felony charge. And he's doing it because the last name is Trump. And yet the crowd and the polls show that President Trump is still doing well. Take a listen to some of the cheers that President Trump got in New York. Take a listen. We love Trump. Those were just some of the cheers that you were hearing just a little bit ago outside of Trump Tower. And the crowd definitely was excited to see the former president as he indeed did arrive in New York City. And it was an amazing moment 
if you can watch just all the different scenes, the roadways are being blocked off. Of course, outside the courthouse tomorrow, the arraignment is set for 2.15. And, of course, on Red Apple Media, we will be covering all of the different angles throughout the day. There is word that Trump's team is expected to leave Trump Tower around 11 o'clock or so to get down to the courthouse. He will be fingerprinted. They are expecting a mugshot. Uh, Boy, is that going to be the most wanted mugshot in American history. And you can already see it. President Trump's going to be like putting the mugshot on uh, what was a Dom who called on the show last week from Minnesota. I bragged all the way to the White House. You can see it. You can just see if anyone's going to be able to turn this around and do other things with it and propel themselves politically. It will be President Trump and his team. And there is word that Trump wants to make some statements when he leaves the courthouse in New York. Of course, he is planning on doing statements tomorrow night at 8.15. And by the way, tomorrow night, we will be covering that, too, for sure, everybody. You can hear it live. And then also, of course, on the show tomorrow night, I will give you my assessment, and we'll get some great experts also to talk about what an extraordinary day this will have been, and also his statements from Mar-a-Lago. So it's going to be an interesting time, but apparently he wants to make some statements when he leaves the courthouse in New York, and there are reports that his legal team is saying, no, 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 you shouldn't make any statements in New York. Go, go to the court hearing. Of course, you're going to have to enter a plea, which is going to be, again, an unbelievable moment. He, of course, is going to plead not guilty, and then he will take off on, uh, you know, on his Trump jet again, Uh, Trump Force One, and go back to Mar-a-Lago and then make a statement. But who knows? It's President Trump. Anything can happen. And you can bet that there will be people, obviously, outside of the courthouse, too, who will be there. We know Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing a rally. Um, And, of course, Eric Adams has come out and said, you know, it's not a good idea that she's doing a rally or any sort of thing near the courthouse because she breeds hate, is what his words, basically, uh, Eric Adams saying, And suggesting everybody take the subway tomorrow. Go do this. I felt like saying, uh, duck, take the subway, maybe duck, you know? I mean, I wish that people would be scrutinizing Alvin Bragg as much as they're scrutinizing protesters coming to New York to uh, voice support for President Trump. Well, here is President Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, who I have known for decades. He's been, of course, on the show. Joe Tacopina said a little bit ago that almost first off, they will make a motion to dismiss. We will take the indictment. We will dissect it. Um, the team will look at every every um, potential issue that we, we will be able to challenge, and we will challenge. And, of course, I very much anticipate a motion to dismiss coming because there's no law that fits this. There is no law that fits it, and that's why everybody is having trouble reconciling why, for the very first time in American history, that this is happening. How could this be? President Trump, who clearly Alvin Bragg has been out to get from day one. There's been no gray with this. This has been his intent. He has said it during interviews when he was campaigning. And here we are, you know, short time afterwards. And President Trump is indeed now just hours away from being indicted by Alvin Bragg. And again, a guy who should be paying attention to what's going on in the streets of New York, on the subways of New York, all the crime that has been happening across our country. And to me, 
This is a very, very sad day. I hate when I see some on the liberal media. They're like Cheshire cats, you know, grinning ear to ear. Boy, isn't this a great day? And again, sort of doing a play-by-play as if like the uh, Trump jet is uh, the white Bronco in O.J. Simpson. And yet here we are seeing this moment that should be a somber moment for everybody. Because the minute this door is opened, and it's already been opened because they already announced the indictment, well, guess what? Turnaround is going to be fair play. And all I have to say is Hunter Biden better be extremely worried because things are not going to be pretty for Hunter Biden, who right now there's a lot of stuff there between some of the money that came in to his business partners. They're investigating to see why it went to certain family members. If indeed there is anything, and it doesn't look good, and remember all the stuff with the gun charges too, there's a lot of stuff there in Hunter Biden's background. And now you have opened the door where you are basically politically persecuting basically your political rival. And clearly, if President Trump wasn't running for the presidency again, if he wasn't a threat to Democrats and also some Republicans I do not believe we would be at this moment. This is an extraordinary moment in history, and I think a sad time also in history as well. And by the way, Roger Stone, who I talked to just a little bit ago, he was on with me and our Red Apple owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, on our Cats and Cosby show, which is a great show that we do every day at 5 o'clock. Roger Stone, we interviewed Roger, and Roger talked about there is word that there is a gag order trying to be put in place. Now, sometimes these judges do it. By the way, Roger Stone himself had a gag order. Roger Stone himself had a gag order of 16 months. And if there is a gag order imposed on President Trump tomorrow, that would be an extraordinary moment. Take a listen to Roger Stone. I think there's a very real possibility uh, that the judge in this case will issue uh, a gag order in which he cannot discuss the case, which, given the fact that he is a candidate for president of the United States uh, and that such a, a gag order would be unconstitutional, I think is an attempt uh, to deny him the right to defend himself and to question the motives of the prosecutor and, in this case, the judge in uh, this case. Can you imagine if they institute a gag order on the president, the former president of the United States, who is the leading candidate right now? That would be an unbelievable moment. How is he going to defend himself? Uh, That would be unheard of. When we come back, we're going to talk to Rudy Giuliani and get his take. He's going to be joining us right after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Because I cannot believe that for the first time in U.S. history, a former American president is about to be arraigned literally in a matter of hours. And it's over an issue tied with Michael Cohen, Stormy Daniels, something that almost everybody has come out and said that if the last name weren't Trump, we would not see this happen. This, to me, is a miscarriage of justice and a political persecution. 
Are we living in America and has American justice turned on its head now forever? Well, joining us now to talk about all of this is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, You know, Rudy, I can't believe we are literally hours away. What are your thoughts about the fact that President Trump is about to be charged in a matter of hours? This is an unbelievable moment that especially over this case at this moment, at this time by Alvin Bragg. This is probably um, one of the worst moments, and tomorrow will be one of the worst days in American legal history. I mean, we, we will show the world that we uh, don't have uh, a justice system that is fair, equal, and impartial. We will demonstrate that we have a legal system not unlike dictatorships, banana republics, where the controlling party prosecutes at will. Uh, the opposition leader for something that has already been determined several times not to be a crime and uh, at best is an incident significantly less serious than, oh, like what Bill Clinton did or all the things Hillary Clinton did or the millions and millions of dollars that the current president took in bribes that everybody knows. Everyone knows, and he's and the present president is demonstrating that he was bribed by China, and nobody wants to even look at it, even though it's making uh, it's really imperiling our national security. So it's a very sad day. Every once in a while, a single event brings all these things together. Uh, it also is a terribly damaging to our reputation abroad. I mean, what, one of the things that we were the proudest of was our legal system. And uh, no one can be proud of our legal system now. I mean, this this is the legal system of, and no one's exaggerating when they say a banana republic. This is what they do. They prosecute the opposition. And President Trump's not the only one. Look at all of the tr- Trump people they have persecuted, destroyed, put into bankruptcy, raided their homes with, uh, with uh, stormtrooper tactics. Uh, violated their attorney-client privilege, raided their lawyers, Trump's lawyers' offices. This this kind of puts a point on how they have destroyed American justice. You know, Rudy. And I do think. Uh, I do uh, think Biden, go ahead, Rudy. Biden will live in history as a tyrant. Well, you know what? It is really, I agree with you, that it is an abomination of justice. You know, one of the things that they're talking about, Rudy, and this to me is also incredible, they are saying a New York judge ruled that there will be no video in the courtroom. But there are some discussions that he may try to impose some sort of a gag order um, on President Trump. That's, that's maybe something for discussion that the prosecutors will try to seek. That would be outrageous. He is running for president, and he's the front runner for president of the United States on the GOP side. Uh, what is your reaction that that's even being discussed? It's, it's, it's insane. If they do it, it will just make the whole thing even more egregious, if it could be. Remember, they leak every day. Their leaking is a felony. So that, that the the all the facts that we got about what the grand jury did, someone committed a felony to get those facts out. Are they trying to find that person? Uh, it is illegal 
to give out grand jury information except for two people. The grand jurors can do it, and the, um, and the uh, witness, a witness can do it. But the facts of the indictment, that had to have come from the DA, the clerks, and anyone who does that, it's a felony. And, of course, the office, their office has been leaking like crazy for months, right? We, we know Bragg was against it. Bragg was for it. Every single one of those is a separate crime. Considerably more serious than what they're charging Trump with. I mean, they're bigger criminals than than, than what they're charging. One thousand percent. And by the way, as you know this all too well, Rudy, uh, Bragg's office basically has downgraded 52 percent of the felonies to misdemeanor. And yet here he's trying to lump it up, uh, you know, create almost a misdemeanor and then tack on. Uh, the campaign issue to make it a felony. How do you think Trump is going to handle this tomorrow? Uh, Rudy, you and I have known the president a long time. How do you think he's going to handle this moment tomorrow? I think think he'll handle it very professionally. I think he will be, he will go, he will um, respond only to the questions that he's asked. I think they'll be short. I think they'll be appropriate. I think he will, I think he will, uh, use it as an opportunity to show how a gentleman acts uh, a much of uh, uh, when he's in a, with a den of thieves, political crooks, thieves. Look, let's face it, Rita, the state is run by a crooked Democratic Party. It's been crooked for years. The governor, the governor is working on all kinds of deals for herself. Where uh, like the uh, the thing in the thing in Buffalo and money she got from the guy who charged us three hundred million dollars more than California it just turns out to be the amount she got in the campaign contribution. The city is crooked as hell. And uh, who appoints the judges? The Democratic leaders. Uh, we think we elect them. We do not elect them. They get put on the ballot by the Democratic leaders. Uh, the ones I used to put in jail. Yeah, and here it is. Here it is this moment uh, tomorrow, just as you said, boy. And listen, Bragg ran on getting Trump, uh, and he has so much deteriorated uh, New York. We just mm-hmm. have a few seconds. Go ahead, Rudy. Should have been just barred for that. The minute the minute he started becoming a headhunter and a bounty hunter and, and also uh, our attorney general, Letitia James, the woke, left-wing, equally corrupted bar association should have gone after them. 1,000% and, and said it is over the top. Rudy, yeah. thank you. We love you, and we always appreciate your perspective so much, my friend, Thanks. the great Rudy Giuliani. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you so much, Rudy. And everybody, when we come back, we are going to continue with your calls, everybody. This historic moment, Rudy says... Trump will be a gentleman in a den of thieves. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a beautiful story coming out of New Jersey, where state police there were dispatched to find a four-year-old boy who became lost in the woods after wandering away from his home in Atlantic County. 
Now, the troopers from a state police station in Buena Vista Township ended up finding the boy and his dog just a short while later, capturing the emotional rescue on camera. And one of the troopers is said into his radio upon seeing movement deeper into the wooded area. I got him. I think he's up here. And running towards the boy now screaming, the trooper then shouted to get his attention. Hey, buddy, come here. You're okay. A little sobbing boy then ran toward the responding officers who promptly lifted him into their arms. He also tells them several times that he lost his shoes. And the trooper says, don't worry, it's okay, it's okay. And a moment later, the trooper is seen carrying the boy, now calmer, out of the woods into her arms. And by the way, the boy's black Labrador retriever follows along at her feet. What a beautiful story. Well, the emotional rescue elicited cheers. It was shown all over Twitter and police posted the body cam footage, uh, which got that beautiful emotional reaction. One of the commentators wrote, beyond heartwarming, heartfelt thanks to all who search. Poor little guy worried about his shoes. And one of the others praised the dog saying, somebody needs to tell that dog that he was a good boy. He stayed with the kid the entire time. What a beautiful moment and how wonderful that it was captured on camera and everybody can see the incredible great work that the state police did there in New Jersey to save that little four-year-old boy and also his gorgeous black Labrador retriever and wonderful work by our great men and women in blue. Well, we are talking, of course, about the fact that President Trump's arraignment is about to happen. This, to me, is, I think, one of the saddest and most trying moments in American history. Once you open the floodgates and say, we're going to go after a political opponent, you better sure as heck make sure that your ducks are in order and that the case is beyond reproach and that the case is something super serious. If you're going to go after, for the first time in American history, a former president of the United States, don't you think it should be for something a lot more serious than uh, a business case, something tied with a non-disclosure agreement? Don't you think it should be something extremely serious, extremely clear, and something that even liberal commentators don't question? And we're seeing so many people out there questioning the merits of this case, saying this is the one to go after a former president. This is the one to break precedent, to break basically uh, a norm in American history. Why would you do that for something of this merit? And also, if you look at the history of Alvin Bragg, the DA in New York, he said in his campaign plans, my plan is to go after President Trump. It's basically my priority. Not going after crime, number one, uh, the big felonies out there and all the other things that are happening in New York and so many of these other major cities across the country. We're seeing these sort of soft on crime DAs giving real criminals, you know, a pass and certainly a slap on the wrist. And yet this DA is spending his focus on President Trump on a business deal. And that was basically fulfilling a campaign promise. Does that sound ethical to you to have a DA make that statement? And now here it is. Fast forward. He is doing it at a time where so many people who are committing felonies in New York get their crimes reduced. I think the world is upside down. And I think this case 
as not something that should be focused on. If the last name wasn't Trump, almost every legal scholar out there says it wouldn't happen. So why are you going after somebody who now happens to be running for president again, who happens to be deemed a big adversary to the Democratic Party? Uh, It looks pretty transparent. And I think for this reason, this is a very, very sad moment in American history and not a time to be breaking norm, hundreds of years of precedent. And now suddenly, because Alvin Bragg has decided to make it priority number one, uh, you're going to go after President Trump and cost him millions of dollars, cost taxpayer millions of dollars, focus on crime. Focus on cleaning up the streets of New York. There's a lot of work that could be done there. Uh, Don't spend your time and taxpayer dollars, uh, as it seems right now, on a case that even many liberal commentators say is very, very thin. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is Alina Haba. She is an attorney for President Trump, and she says, like the other attorneys, that guess what? New York is not a great place for President Trump to be returning to. Remember, this is his hometown. He, of course, he and his family, you know, uh, real estate everywhere, all over New York. And so he came back, yes, to cheers in New York when he landed not that long ago. But they are definitely concerned because New York is basically 10 to 1 Democrat versus Republican. And you can imagine, clearly, that's why it sailed through on the grand jury. And they're worried of what may be to come. Take a listen. Do you think the president can get a fair trial here in New York? No. No. I think it's very difficult. I'd like to have faith um, in this state, but I've been practicing for a couple years and gone to court in New York for a few years. And I can tell you it's um, it's not the same as, as representing anybody else. Unfortunately, people, no matter how much they try not to have their biases get involved, they do. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden's roaming free. We can't get a list on Epstein's Island and who went and how many times. But if you're Donald Trump, you know, and, and you're taking care of your family and have lawyers handling your business, you know, it's un- it's unbelievable. And so unbelievable. That Cy Vance, who is a former district attorney, who, by the way, passed on this case um, and also did the FEC and DOJ on this case. Bragg didn't, of course, as we know. Uh, But Cy Vance was asked this question. What do you think, basically, of the barbs being thrown at, you know, by President Trump, at Bragg, also at the judge, too, in this case? And listen, he has a right to feel like he is being maligned and politically persecuted. You have a right to defend yourself and make these comments. And Cy Vance even suggested that maybe more charges may come as a result of Trump's barbs, basically saying maybe there might even be some obstruction charge that maybe his comments could be deemed as threats to the judge and to Alvin Bragg. What, he's not supposed to defend himself in any shape or form? Take a listen. Here's this exchange with Jen Psaki, of course, the former White House press secretary, and now she's a host on MSNBC asking the former New York DA, Cy Vance, listen to this one. Former President Trump has been relentlessly attacking both the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. He's received hundreds of threats and also the judge overseeing this case. Based on what you've seen so far, 
Could you make the argument that what Trump has said publicly amounts to a crime from what you've seen to date? And would that be chargeable? Number one, uh, I think the president's comments and his uh, tweets and writings and pictures uh, are not just inappropriate. They're they're wrong. They're 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 wrong on many levels. Uh, uh, so I think from a just a personal perspective, I think it's terrible judgment. Uh, from a legal perspective, uh, there, there is a crime that's called obstruction, obstructing governmental administration under New York law. Now, it's a misdemeanor, uh, but the essential elements are to threaten, intimidate uh, a, uh, you know, a someone in order to, public official, in order to uh, affect their decision making. Now, you, you, you and your viewers can look at the, the tweets and the pictures and the comments and listen to the comments and decide. Uh, but what my comment was earlier today is if I were Mr. Trump's lawyer, I would tell him to knock it off because it's not going to help him with the judge. And if it is charged, uh, it's not going to help him with the jury. I would knock it off, maybe creating there could be an obstruction charge. I mean, OK, let's do a gag order. Let's throw him with obstruction. Let's not let him defend himself or campaign. And boy, wouldn't that be fair justice? I'm, of course, being incredibly facetious. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe. Line three. Joe, your thoughts about this moment. To me, this is a really sad moment in American history. And the way they're just kind of trying to come at him from every which way but loose. It's amazing he's still standing. Rita, this is an absolute disgrace. The only banana republic should be the clothing store banana republic. This is a this is it's a fake justice, junk justice, judicial crucifixion. Donald Trump is not Jesus Christ. He professes to believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe he does. And this is ironic that it's on Holy Week, two thousand through twenty three years after our Lord Jesus Christ's human body was mocked and tortured and crucified for the sins of the world. This is an absolute. This is judicial junk justice lynching. This is going to down, going down in American history, Rita, my love, of injustice, of Sacco Vanzetti's murder, of uh, execution, of the Scottsboro Boys, black guys killed, the Chinese who were attacked, the Chinese workers by the KKK. Uh, by, I mean, this is absolute injustice. It should not be allowed. And by the way, and a talking attendant doing his job by Penn Station yesterday, a thug was by the cars. He said, what are you doing here? The thug shot him, went to finish him off with the second bullet. He turned the gun on the thug, and the idiot cops arrested both of them. The victim was arrested. Rita, you take away their basic essential fundamental right of self-defense, then these thugs will rape, molest, murder, kidnap, rob anyone they want, and there's always a fat slob owned by George Soros Alvin, uh, Alvin Bragg, to let them off and prosecute. Senor uh, Alba is back in uh, in the Dominican Republic. By the way, that's what I, I was thinking about that. Uh, Jose Alba, uh, he left Dominican Republic because he was so disgusted. That was the guy who owned the bodega, um, who worked in the bodega and just said, I can't take it anymore. You know, like after he was charged, finally, remember, Bragg dropped the charges. But you're right. Luckily, in that other one, they decided not to go after the guy for charges after he defended himself. But but like the fact that it actually started out that way is just a stunning moment. And same thing with Jose Alba, that it actually started out that way. If it wasn't for public pressure, Jose Alba would still be in Rikers right now. 
defend after he was defending his bodega, and you just brought up the garage, the guy in the garage too. It's just it is, it is that's why I say the expression, Joe, that the world is like upside down, and yet Alvin Bragg is not focused on these things. He's oh no, he is focused on getting President Trump. I mean, what do you make of the fact that that's where his focal point is? And I just read this is a stunning number: fifty-two percent of felonies in Bragg's office get reduced to misdemeanors. And yet this is probably one of the only cases in American history or probably the only one in Bragg's office where it's barely even a misdemeanor and he's trying to elevate it, first of all, to a misdemeanor that never would be charged as a misdemeanor and then to attach another charge and a campaign charge to make it a federal charge. The feds didn't even want to go after it, but Alvin Bragg does, and now it's a felony. I mean, I've never seen like like such an upside down uh, moment in justice. And it, and it is so crystal clear. If you'll look at the track record, all you have to do is look at what's going on in New York. And Alvin Bragg will give everybody, every criminal a slap on the wrist. And yet, if your last name is Trump, he will create something. That isn't justice to me. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to tell you something else, Rita. 66% of the homeless men and women that shouldn't be one in America are American veterans, God help them. 13,000 American veterans commit suicide, God forgive them, one every hour. By the time your show is over, Mesonote, two more will be dead, God forgive them. And I'm telling this to my brother and sister American veterans. When the thugs come for you, you tell them it's a federal felony to assault, harangue, harass, heckle, or hector a disabled American veteran. And I've made thugs back down. My dog is American Blue Nose, an Italian Mastiff, 111 pounds. Of, uh, well, of and by, and by the way, by the way, Joe, you're right. And, and nobody should be obviously touching or affecting um, a veteran, uh, regardless whether they're disabled or not. But of course, just as you're saying, it breaks my heart when I see a disabled veteran. And we should be focusing on groups like that that matter so much to us and are some of the greatest Americans ever as opposed to Alvin Bragg uh, seeming to, you know, just turn a blind eye on the crux, if you will, and yet the good guys somehow get thrown in the clink, you know? I mean, it, it, is, it is an absurd world that we're living in, Joe, and I think tomorrow, uh, the moment that's going to happen at 2.15 at Manhattan Supreme Court, I think it just encapsulates it. It really does, sadly. I never thought, uh, you know, my father, you guys fought the communists and the Nazis, and when my father said the communists came in, they started taking away the judicial system. They start taking away education. They start doing all these things. I feel like we're living in, in an alternate universe right now. And this is not the great American country where it is freedom and justice for all and equal justice, most importantly. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show as President Trump is hours away from his arraignment. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And a judge has denied cameras in the court for President Trump's historic arraignment now just hours away. We do know that Trump's lawyers opposed cameras in the courtroom and a judge has ruled that there will not be cameras on the courtroom according to multiple reports and in addition to that we're told that there will be limited media access 
to the courtroom. Typically in New York, and at least in that particular courtroom, typically uh, they have a sketch artist, and they do allow at least a number of members of media to go inside and at least witness it. You're not supposed to obviously bring your cell phone. You're not supposed to be doing any reporting from inside there. And apparently uh, they are allowing for at least limited uh, media to have access to this historic arraignment. Of course, at that time, we will have seen already probably President Trump will have been booked, fingerprinted. Um, We are hearing that there probably will be a mugshot, uh, probably the most wanted mugshot in the world. You can bet that that'll leak out. What do you think within one minute or two minutes, guys? Uh, Or one and a half, right? I mean, that won't stay uh, piped up for long. There's no question about that. And then Trump will be put into the courtroom where he will be read his rights. He will have the opportunity, typically, do you want to have your full indictment read? It's interesting because they are saying that there's at least 30 counts. It could be for each kind of wire transfer or each. It could be a repetitive count based on different transfers and bank transfers, a variety of things or different comments or things. Uh, but it could be a fairly lengthy indictment. And Trump's team could have the option to read it out loud in the courtroom or hand it out and it would be unsealed regardless. Sometimes they ask you to, hey, yeah, read it. I want you to read it. Because sometimes when you hear that it's 34 counts and repeating count after count, sometimes it reinforces how ridiculous things are. So there are sometimes reasons why attorneys for a defendant will want to have them have to read it out loud because people go, what? Right away, sometimes just hearing somebody read it goes, wait a minute, you're repeating that? You're repeating that? Uh, That seems awfully trumped up, uh, so to speak, putting the verb in there, not just the noun. And also, President Trump will be asked, how do you plead? He will have to enter a plea. And unequivocally, all his attorneys are saying tonight, he will enter a not guilty plea. So, wow, what an unbelievable moment that is going to happen in a matter of hours in New York City. We know that Trump came in early this afternoon to New York. Um, He arrived at Trump Tower uh, a couple hours ago and was meeting with his attorneys on the plane and also at Trump Tower, figuring out strategy, planning issues. Um, Then at this point, there are no plans for President Trump to be making comments outside of the courtroom Instead, going to Mar-a-Lago and making comments from there. But again, it's President Trump. You never know what is going to happen. And we will certainly see if maybe we'll get a glimpse of him probably coming through a side door. Undoubtedly, those in the courtroom will come out afterwards as well and talk about what they saw, what they heard. It will certainly be a momentous moment that we have never seen in American history. And to me... Just a sad indicator of where we are right now. To me, a sad sign of the times. I should say I'm not surprised with Alvin Bragg and the politics that have come to play in New York City. And with the Democrats against this president, the minute he came down the escalator of Trump Tower years ago. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to BJ, line seven. BJ, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Thanks for having me on. You know, elections have consequences. And if people were able to elect Lee Zeldin last November, Alvin Bragg would be fired and we wouldn't be having this very sad day. So um, there's that. 
You know, that's a great um, I, point because you're right. Kathy Hochul yeah. consistently said she was going to, quote, give him some slack and and look at the slack she gave yeah. him. Go ahead, BJ. Well, well, Rudy kind of outlined it uh, all, all through. This is this is what the uh, this is this is what the witch hunts were made of in the Salem 1600s. This is what uh, Allende's Chile looks like. This is what uh, Pol Pot's Cambodia looks like. This is what uh, Castro's Cuba looks like, and uh, Saddam Hussein's Iraq looks like. Uh, this is the start of it. Uh, that's the sad truth. It's a very only a fool would be celebrating this evening because you don't understand if you celebrate that you've lost your Fourth Amendment protections. They can now pluck you out of a crowd. And uh, even if you do have uh, all the money in the world, you still have to face uh, uh, some uh, dark courtroom uh, where no one gets to report exactly what goes on in there. So I'm praying for God's peace uh, during this holy week and uh, this uh, uh, this um, Passover week. Uh, I'm praying for sanity. Uh, you know, I watched that motorcade. And uh, that motorcade pulled out of LaGuardia and passed by um, where my my uh, my people are buried over in St. St. Michael Cemetery. Yeah. And I could I could see my mom's and brother's grave there, you know, and I always go there during Holy Week. And for some reason, I forgot this week. Uh, So I will make it there and lay a wreath. But. there's something about that, uh, uh, you know, God watches these things and God is in control. And in the end, uh, even when things don't go our way, uh, God is a way of making them right. And I, I, I put my faith in that. Well, let's uh, we all need a prayer. BJ beautifully said, um, and I think America needs a prayer because it is going to be, uh, I think, a very difficult day tomorrow. For anybody, just as you said, who cares about justice, we'll continue after the break, everyone. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We are hours away from President Trump's arraignment in a Manhattan courtroom, not too far from where I am broadcasting from here on The Rita Cosby Show. And there is lots of security, lots of barricades, lots of preparation. President Trump right now at Trump Tower tonight as he will formally face charges tomorrow. And what a lame set of charges he is facing. So far, everything that we have seen reported basically seems like inflated charges by an overzealous DA who seemed intent on getting President Trump. And by the way, in the last few minutes, we're getting word from our great newsman, Bob Brown, telling me that the judge has ruled that there will be five still cameras that will be allowed in a Manhattan courtroom for the indictment of President Trump tomorrow. But no TV cameras, as I was saying, no TV cameras 
will be permitted in the Manhattan courtroom, so we will not see any video. And also, by the way, of the actual arraignment themselves, after that, they will not be allowed to take any video after that moment. So five still cameras can come and just get some pictures of the scene. However, it will be before the arraignment, and as soon as the arraignment is set to begin, they will not be able to take any pictures of that actual moment. But there will be at least pictures inside, a couple still shots, of course, of the president gathering there, talking to his team, waiting prior to the actual arraignment beginning. And boy, will that be a sight to see. And you know that there will be at least reporters inside who will come out afterwards and report what they are seeing. This is a sad moment, I think, in American history and a sad moment for American justice. Take a listen. Here is Andy McCarthy, who a uh, former assistant U.S. attorney, who earlier today was telling me what he thinks will happen, kind of walking us through what's going to happen in this historic moment tomorrow. Take a listen. They'll have this thing secure. President Trump will be brought in. He'll be brought to a secure room. Uh, the police will have him be fingerprinted and photographed, as happens to anybody who comes into the system. Uh, he'll have an opportunity to to make statements, but the, he won't make any statements. He's been indicted, so they'd have to have his lawyers present. Um, I'm sure there's a few things President Trump might want to tell them, but um, uh, he'll probably say that for another day. Uh, and eventually... <laughs> Eventually, they'll bring him to a uh, to a courtroom, and uh, this judge Juan um, Merchand, I think, is going Merchand, to be the yeah. uh, the judge at least tomorrow. Uh, and because it's an indictment, this will be an arraignment. Sometimes, when someone's arrested on just a, a police sworn complaint, they call that a presentment, and you don't have to enter a plea. But once you've been indicted by a grand jury, it's called an arraignment. Uh, and he will be asked to enter a plea. He'll plead not guilty. It's a nonviolent case, uh, so bail won't be an issue. He'll be released on his own recognizance. But from there, John, the case is assigned to a judge, and we're off to the races. Unbelievable moment that the first time in American history a former president is about to be charged, he will be going through those steps. And Andy McCarthy, who, by the way, is not always a big fan of President Trump for sure, said he still can't figure out why Bragg even brought the charges against President Trump. He doesn't see a crime here. Take a listen to this. This, to me, is extremely compelling because, believe me, I've known Andy McCarthy for decades, and he kind of calls it like he sees him. There's a lot of times where he doesn't say positive things about President Trump, but on this one he says there is no there there. He says this is an overreach by the DA, and I think that's the consensus. Take a listen. If you have false records, like if you have an entry in the business records that's false, that must be falsification of records. But that's actually not how the statute's written. What the statute says is that even if the records are false, the, pro the prosecutor also has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person who caused them to be false had a motive to defraud. And, you know, the, uh, there'll be a lot of arguing about what motive to defraud means. But, you know, for the most part, what it means to the average person is to swindle somebody out of uh, money or property. And in this instance, there's no evidence that uh, whatever you think of the conduct that happened here, uh, there's no evidence, at least that we know of to this point, that anybody was financially harmed by this. Yeah. Who was harmed by this moment? And 
even if there was harm, you would never bring the case. Alvin Bragg, you reduce felonies to misdemeanors. And in this case, for some reason, you are intent on going after President Trump. And it's backfiring. Some new numbers that just came in show that President Trump has raised $7.5 million in the first few days since word came out that he was going to be indicted. Isn't this unbelievable? Since it came out that the indictment happened with the grand jury, of that $7.5 million, $1 million from first-time donors. And he's getting almost 20,000 new volunteers across the country. He's galvanizing Americans like never before in support of President Trump. Well, joining us now is somebody who also knows the president very well. He is a CEO, an entrepreneur, a very successful businessman, an ally of President Trump. He's also a mega best-selling conservative author of 16 books, also a host and his new book is called The Great Patriot. Um, Wayne Allen Root, I love you. I first got to get your reaction uh, to what is going to be, I think, a sad, uh, incredibly historic moment taking place in just a few hours from now. Well, I have I have all kinds of thoughts. First of all, we're becoming a banana republic. Let's start with that. I mean, it's, this country is now a banana republic officially. Uh, number two, it's a communist takeover of the United States. And before somebody listening goes, oh, Wayne's exaggerating. What do you mean communist? You know how Democrats love to say they're socialists or socialist light. They're not communists. Socialism is the economic system. But communism is the political system. And what marks communism? Uh, when they bang down your door at 5 in the morning with FBI SWAT teams, when they arrest ex-presidents, when they raid ex-presidents' homes, when they ban and silence uh, all dissent, when they rig elections, when they go after January 6th people, two years after the fact, they're still arresting them and put rotting away in prisons in third world conditions. But if you participated in BLM or Antifa, nobody ever went after you. And two years later, you're safe and sound. You get out. If, you, if they did go after you, you'd be out with bail. But no, January 6th gets no bail. These are all the hallmarks, Rita, of communism. Everything happening today is what happens with the Soviet KGB, the East German Stasi, Fidel Castro, Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. This is the hallmark of communism. So those are all the things I'm feeling. But also, I think it's a giant distraction. It's a WMD. It's a weapon of mass distraction. We've got rigged elections. We got vaccine deaths left and right. Everyone's dropping dead from the vaccine. We got massive inflation. We have an economy on the verge of collapse. We have national debt that's beyond belief. Our borders are open. Millions are coming in. They announced today Social Security's bankrupt. Can you believe it? All these years, I've never cared. Now I'm about to qualify for Social Security. It's going bankrupt. It's done. It's finished. Uh, there's going to be massive cuts necessary. World War III is upon us. There's so many things going wrong. Biden is wrecked. The entire United States, the crime, the infrastructure, East Palestine, Ohio, and the ecological disaster. It's like a giant weapon of mass distraction. All anyone's going to talk about now is Trump, 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 and no one's going to mention all these horrible things happening in the United States. This is the way you get the attention off of all these things. This is wag the dog. So it's a little bit of all of these. And the last thing I'll say is they, they keep claiming that Trump is a bad guy. He's evil. He's not loved. He's unpopular. 
This is all being done because he's so popular. He's the man of the people. You know, I would never compare Trump, Rita, to Jesus Christ. Believe me, I would never do that. But it sure seems like Democrats think of him like he's Jesus Christ because they're persecuting him like Jesus Christ over nothing to try and stop him from breaking up the deep state and the D.C. swamp and the great deal the establishment has in D.C. He is just like Christ from that standpoint. They want to stop him at all costs because the people in power think he's a threat you know speaking of which by the way you just heard what i just announced wayne to your point uh people are rallying behind him and and of this course. is backfiring big time he's raised 7.5 million by the way 1 million is from first-time donors and then i don't know if you've seen some of these new polls to wayne allen root um uh, trump now 56 percent over desantis 22 percent he has like doubled his margin over DeSantis. Well, so I, listen, I, predict, and I predicted this, Rita. I predicted this. I've been saying on my TV and, and, and radio shows for the last uh, two weeks since the indictment was announced that there was going to be one or they thought there'd be one. From the moment they announced it, I said, boy, this is the best thing that ever happened to Trump. As horrible as it is, horrible for the country, but the best thing that ever happened to Trump, he's going to go through the, through the moon with his poll ratings because you've just made him into a martyr and a national hero to every little guy in the country who's ever been stepped on by government. And I said, it's the single worst thing that ever happened to Ron DeSantis. He's going to become invisible. He doesn't matter anymore. First, he had this great story to sell the whole country on the Florida miracle. And now nobody cares. All that anyone talks about on every human being's lips in the world, not just America, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, this is what Trump lives on and thrives on. The entire world's talking about him. I've made these comments before. Trump is up there with Jesus Christ. Christ, not because he's like Jesus, he's not superhuman, and he's a human being, and he makes mistakes, and he has foibles, but I mean, he's the most talked about human in the history of the world, other than Jesus Christ. Maybe Muhammad might be third. Trump is in second place. All anyone's going to talk about now is Trump, Trump, Trump. DeSantis has become the most invisible little man in the history of the world. He doesn't matter. All Republicans will rally around Donald Trump. He is the nominee. The only question I have is, can you even win with rigged elections, a general election. And I don't have the answer to that. I think it's all rigged, and I think it's all but impossible. And if it isn't rigged by mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, and ballot drop boxes, it's rigged by open borders, and they've just let in millions and millions more, making it ever more difficult for any Republican to ever live, to ever win a general election. The only guy who could beat the rig was Trump. He did it against Hillary. I believe it was rigged, too. And he beat the rig, and that shocked them. And then they came back and rigged it even more in 20. But I think 20 24, it, it's very difficult for a Republican to ever win again. Only Trump has any chance at all, and that's why they're desperate to stop him, jail him, destroy him, demonize him, whatever they've got to do. And you know, it's interesting, uh, and not that I think it's going to get to where it's jail. First of all, the charges are so inflated to begin with, they're obviously going to try to do a motion to dismiss, but who knows if it stays in Manhattan or elsewhere, we don't know. Um, but he could still run regardless. And, and if anybody can take the slings and arrows, uh, you know, it's our friend Donald Trump. But, but, but here's you know? the thing. This may, be, this may be the weakest case in the history of the earth, and, I, and it is, I believe. But guess what? They're coming at him with a Georgia case. They're coming at him with a federal case for mishandling classified documents. If you aren't starting to feel this Jesus Christ analogy, you know, you're not, you've never studied the Bible. You don't seem to understand what's going on here. This is a guy, whether he's superhuman myth or... 
or it's real, he has taken on the level of like David versus Goliath. The government is bad and evil, and Donald Trump is the only thing standing in the way between you and me being destroyed and run over by government. And he's taking this mythical, gigantic, you know, Trump balloon, like who towers over the earth. They're making him bigger and bigger and bigger. They're crazy for doing this because they make him so much bigger and better and more popular and more mythical. It's crazy that they've decided to go this way, but they must believe in their hearts, Rita, that he is, it is possible for Trump to win in 2024 and nobody else can. So they're desperate to get him out of the way. 1,000%. If he wasn't such a threat, they wouldn't care. And they clearly right. are seeing the polls, they're seeing the trends. Um, before I let you go, Wayne Root, I got to ask you real quick, because your book, of course, is called The Great Patriot. You got a brand new book. I know it's going to be another huge bestseller. Uh, so fill us in on the significance and the timeliness of it. Yes, well, you got half the title right. It's the Great Patriot Bicot book, and what it's about is that the the left is crazy. They're nuts, and all the things they believe in are antithetical to America's survival. I mean, they're suicide bombers taking us down. You know, the entire country is now run on transgenders, equity, critical race theory, social justice, inclusion, diversity. Every bank is going under because they run banks based on you know LBGTQ and transgender marathons. It's insanity what the way they're running the. Country now and the economy now. So we've got to build a conservative parallel economy. I believe we are crazy, we are stupid, and we are self destructive if conservatives buy goods from companies run by woke liberals and companies themselves that are woke. So we've gone out and done all the research for you in the Great Patriot Bicot book, and we have found the 123 best, most patriotic companies in America run by conservatives, Christians, patriots, people of faith who love. Love America and American exceptionalism, and they'll never take your money and turn around and destroy America and destroy your life as a middle-class American with the money you, you, know, you pay to buy their goods. So we found the right companies that you can buy from proudly and know they're going to be on the right side of every issue, and companies you can invest in in your retirement account that are publicly traded, that are run by conservatives, and donate to conservative causes. Really good companies, 123 best in the world. We did all the research. It took me a year to come up with this 320 pages of the best companies in America, plus my detailed explanation of why this really is a communist color revolution taking over the United States of America, what we can do to fight it. Mostly buy from good, conservative, patriotic companies so we build a separate economy. That's what you've got to do. And I think the way to defeat this Trump situation, the only thing I can think of, no more protests. Protests don't work, Rita. They just find ways to infiltrate with the FBI and Antifa, stir it up, turn it into a riot, an insurrection, and, and, and blame us and frame us and get you arrested. I think patriots have to be crazy to go to a protest. But you could go in your home, in the privacy of your home, and you can buy from good conservative companies. And I think we could have also a national one-week strike to protest the charges against Trump and bring the whole country to a standstill. Because I think conservatives buy at least 60, 65 percent of all the goods. If we stay home, if we don't drive, the highways will be empty. The schools will be empty. The supermarkets will be empty. The department stores will be empty. We'll make our point that we are the economic power of America, and we won the 2020 election. We are the silent majority, and they can't stop us from doing that. A nationwide strike on behalf of Donald Trump, and I'm going to try and start it. Wow, that is really interesting, and boy, that would speak volumes, too. Wayne Root, we love you. you got to come back on again soon. You are terrific, my friend.
Thanks, Rita. The great Patriot Buy Cut book and my website's RootForAmerica.com. It's number one, by the way, at Amazon in like 20 categories. Number one, the great Patriot Buy Cut book. Thank I, you, Rita. We way, love you. I thought it'd be yeah. in 21 categories, not 20 categories. <laughs> well, well, after tonight's show, it might be 21 or 22. We'll see. It's got to be. I'm so proud <laughs> Thanks, of you, Rita. everybody. The great Patriot Buy Cut book by my great friend, Wayne Allen Root, a great, great uh, host and also conservative writer and CEO and just a great, great supporter of President Trump and another big bestseller, as you just heard. Check it out, everybody. And we'll be right back after the break talking more about the Trump arraignment tomorrow. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the New York Post with a new column tonight saying Alvin Bragg's indictment of Trump might open a Pandora's box for Democrats. You think? I have just two words. Hunter Biden. Beware. There's the third word because, boy, is there a lot to look into in that. And you have indeed opened up a Pandora's box, Democrats, by what you're doing to President Trump in a matter of hours. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sonny. Uh, line 8. Sonny, your thoughts? Yeah, how you doing, Rita? Uh, here, here's here's where my take is. I mean, we could all agree that this is a personal vendetta against Trump from uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue DA, Alvin Bragg. So I think what they should do is through, uh, Trump should do through his attorney is to file a motion to have to have the case transferred to Staten Island where he, he would get a much fair trial and the DA, Mike uh, McMahon, it's that now, which I know for over 25 years, is a very fair DA. I think he would get a fair shake on this if it, if it so goes that far. So let's hope it's dismissed. But if it's not, I think that's the best way because he's going to be in a, in a den of wolves if he stays in Manhattan. We all know this. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's interesting. That's what uh, Rudy Giuliani said. Tomorrow, Trump will be a gentleman in a den of thieves is the word he described it. And I don't think he can get a fair trial in Manhattan itself. And that's sad. Um, I agree with you. I think going to somewhere like a Staten Island, um, there's even been word that they might try to get it anywhere, basically. But Manhattan, um, if you look at it, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Queens uh, could be tough, too. Um, but you look at maybe Staten Island or maybe go up, you know, go up a little northern part of the state, too. But that is a great, great point, Sonny. And I think they're going to ask for change of venue. Obviously, motion to dismiss. Wow. What an incredible moment. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, a powerful story coming from Springfield, Massachusetts, where the mayor there, Dominic Sarno, and Congressman Richard Neal honored those who served in Vietnam over the weekend. The two came together along with many other local leaders for a special observation ceremony to honor and recognize Vietnam Veterans Day. Mayor Sarno issued a special proclamation honoring the memory of a man named Daniel Walsh. He was a Vietnam veteran, a former city councilman, and also veteran service director for the city of Springfield. Certainly did so much in the military and also afterwards as well. Captain Walsh was named Springfield's Veteran of the Year in 1990, and he left a lasting impact 
on the community, the mayor said. He said he was always incredibly proud of his home city, and he'll tell you that, and we are so happy to continue to recognize him. By the way, the ceremony also included a wreath laying at the Vietnam War Memorial on Veterans Way, and how beautiful to see that community and so many communities across the country. By the way, the New York Stock Exchange, and I was invited. I couldn't do it because I was working here today. As you know, I also host Cats and Cosby, which I love, at 5 o'clock on WABC Radio during the day. Um, And uh, a number of Vietnam veterans actually rang the bell at the New York Stock Exchange today. So bravo to them. And, of course, all the great, great veterans. Uh, Kevin Winsing was one of the great veterans who helped lead that effort and helped see all of our great men and women honored in such a beautiful way on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. So bravo to them and to all of our great Vietnam veterans. Welcome home. We love you. We appreciate you and your families so, so much. Well, we are talking, of course, about President Trump, who was hours away from the historic indictment uh, with Alvin Bragg, no doubt there in the courtroom. We're being told again, just breaking in the last few minutes, that indeed a judge has ruled that five still cameras will be allowed in the Manhattan courtroom for the indictment of former President Trump. They will not be allowed to take pictures during the actual arraignment. But when people come into the courtroom, it takes a while for people to get seated, for the judge to get seated. The president and his attorneys, all of them will be in there. There will be an opportunity for photos to be taken. There will be also print reporters and a number of others in the courtroom. And it will be interesting to get those pictures and also just the thoughts of what they are seeing. No video will be allowed to be taken in the courtroom. And also, again, during the actual arraignment, there will not be any video whatsoever to be shown. No TV cameras, period will be allowed in the courtroom. But it is interesting that they're actually allowing uh, still cameras, even just for the moments prior to the actual arraignment, sort of the setting up at the tables and all that stuff. And President Trump, no doubt, will be in there with his attorneys in those moments, as will some of the other folks in the courtroom. So there will be pictures coming out. And that is unusual because in a Manhattan courtroom, typically you don't get any sort of video or photos. So this is a rare moment. Usually I have the sketch reporter and there's a sketch reporter who's been there literally for decades. He's been there when I've covered every case and he is usually the sketch artist there. He will be doing, of course, sketches during the actual arraignment because there won't be any video whatsoever, any images whatsoever at that moment. Uh, But it is unusual that the judge has ruled that at least five still cameras will be allowed in the Manhattan courtroom prior to the actual arraignment proceedings starting. So that is going to be a powerful, unique moment. And, of course, President Trump saying he will indeed say not guilty loudly and clearly and fight this to the bitter end. It is truly, I think, an abuse of the justice system. And again, just like the New York Post uh, column saying, basically, it is opening up a Pandora's box. And guess what? Democrats, get ready because you have just politicized the justice system in America. Here is one of President Trump's attorneys, Jim Trusty, saying what he thinks of this case. This was a political persecution. I've been around criminal justice for 35, 36 years. I've never seen anything like this, where you literally announce your target and revive cases with perjuring witnesses in an effort to just bring them down at all costs. 
And again, remember the witnesses. In this case, it's Michael Cohen, who is a convicted felon. And then you've got Stormy Daniels, too. I mean, it's like a cast of characters. And that's how you're going to go after the president of the United States. Listen to what Bill Barr had to say. Bill Barr is interesting because Bill Barr says he doesn't see anybody uh, aggrieved in this case, that there should be an aggrieved party for it to basically be a criminal case. And he doesn't see an aggrieved party. Uh, However, he did have some advice for President Trump. He was saying that if it does go to trial, President Trump should not take the stand. Take a listen to this moment from the former attorney general for President Trump. Generally, I think it's a bad idea to go on the stand, and I think it's particularly a bad idea for Trump because he lacks all self-control, and uh, it'd be very difficult to prepare him and and keep him uh, testifying in a prudent fashion. And now there is also talk that they might even try to bring up the prosecutors in this case, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bragg tries anything, uh, maybe to put some sort of a gag order or a limited gag order on President Trump tomorrow. That would be insane. That would be utterly insane to do that on a former president of the United States who is now running also for president again on the campaign trail. And he can't talk about being politically persecuted or targeted by the Democrats, which is why most people believe that this is happening to begin with. That would be an unprecedented abuse, I think, of the Constitution of the First Amendment to not even allow him to talk about it. Uh, That may not happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bragg's office tries to even create it. Hopefully a judge would slap that down in a heartbeat because that is clearly a violation of the Constitution. But you never know with Bragg. He seems to be on a warpath no matter what. And in the middle of all this, New York is urging calm. Uh, So far, uh, there have been a number of protests around Trump Tower when the president came in. Peaceful. Um, It didn't seem to be too overwhelming at the courthouse, though. Tomorrow, Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing a protest there uh, around the time of the president's indictment, his arraignment. So we'll see how it goes. And Mayor Adams is urging calm in the city. Take a listen to what Mayor Adams had to say a little bit ago. Uh, While there may be some rabble rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, a message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town while you're in town. Be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. Boy, I wish uh, Alvin Bragg would have the same sort of thoughts about thugs on the subway. And on the streets of New York and the recidivism that he has created by this revolving door of going easy on criminals in New York, wouldn't it be nice if Eric Adams would pick up the phone and say, hey, Alvin, uh, maybe you could focus on the criminals for a change and not going after your political uh, rival, if you will, or the Democrats 
rival, if you will, and the leading candidate for president. Again, the big news, and we were talking about this with Wayne Allen Root, uh, who was sharing information on his great new book, too, as well. And we were talking about some of these new poll numbers. This is galvanizing people towards President Trump. The new polls are showing this is a Trafalgar poll. Trump is over 50 percent in every single poll that I have seen in the last few hours. And a number of them have come out. He was leading the charge against DeSantis before this. And now he's at 56.2 percent. DeSantis at 22 percent. Everybody is saying this guy is a fighter and this guy is basically being unjustly persecuted. Also, money raised. Since word came down of the actual indictment, which, again, remember, was not that long ago, he's raised $7.5 million, $1 million from first-time donors, people who have never donated to President Trump in the past, doing small donations, a lot of them, $20, $30. That's a lot of new donors, if you think about it. And it's because they are galvanized and they feel supportive of President Trump and feel that he is being vilified because He is daring to go up against the Democrats. So people are rallying around President Trump. Boy, is this backfiring for the Democrats big time. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Uh, Norm, I understand you were out at Trump Tower today. Tell us about that. Oh, yes, I was. Um, It was um, peaceful. About, I don't know, 50, 60 people were there, supporters of Donald Trump. And uh, it was very nice. Uh, lots and lots of media. Seems to be more media than actual people. Um, and uh, it was uh, just a wonderful, a wonderful rally. Uh, I was behind a... Uh, <laughs> I was behind a placard from my friend John, who's for gays for Trump, even though I'm not gay. Anyway, that's what I was holding up, a rainbow flag with my friend John, me on one side. So, of course, I got a lot of questions about that from the media as a gay man, blah, blah, blah. Now, and how many? Wait, hang on one second. Say, I just got to gotta keep you but, focused. Uh, Norm, Norm, I got to keep you focused. You're going on all these tangents. For it. How many people were there? And what is the sentiment? You You said it was peaceful. Um, which I'm really happy to see because I don't think having anything that gets out of hand is a smart move uh, for any uh, political, mm-hmm. you know, stripe. But uh, how many people right. were there, and and what is their self? What is their thought about? There was under a hundred people there. I would say fifty or sixty. Now I had to leave because I worked in the afternoon, so I had to leave before Trump actually arrived in the airport. Um, there was about fifty, sixty people. Uh, I'm sure they stayed if they could. To um, and they kept us away from the entrance of, of of Trump Tower. We were on 55th Street. They had all these uh, uh, gates up in front of, of Trump, Trump Tower, so they didn't let us actually be in front of Trump Tower, uh, which is fine. What are your thoughts um, about and, tomorrow, uh, Norm? What are your thoughts about tomorrow? Uh, literally hours away. I, now. I'm going to be there with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene is my favorite congresswoman. Uh, has nothing to do with hate whatsoever. Um, you know, I will be with her tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Actually, I'm going to be there from like eight o'clock in the morning because I want to get there uh, before they, uh, you know, get crazy with the security. So I'm going to be there super early. And uh, the only people that will get out of hand will be Antifa. Uh, they, the, the hard left, uh, to quote Steve uh, from Manhattan, um, the, the crazy hard left, they're the only ones that do violence 
Um, the Trump people are peaceful. We have, you know, um, um, Mayor Adams needs to address the crazy left. OK, in this city and in well, in this city, I mean, he can't address it nationally, but somebody has to address the crazy left. Uh, I've been attacked by them several times at rallies. Uh, I am not violent. I do not engage them violently. They engage violently. They bang up their their Antifa umbrellas into your chest. OK, bang you over, curse at you, spit at you, throw bottles of urine at you, act absolutely inappropriate. And and they need to be dealt with. There is an organized group. They're called Antifa and they need to be addressed in this country. And they are not being addressed. No, great point. It needs to justice needs to be fair. And people uh, can't be infiltrating other groups or getting unruly um, and getting away with it. Um, Norm, thank you. And uh, good luck tomorrow. Make sure things stay peaceful and calm and keep us posted, Norm. We always appreciate your calls so much. Thank you, Norm, very, very much. Um, Let's go to Judith real quick in Brooklyn. Real quick, uh, line five, Judith. Real quick, are you serious? I'm holding on for just about almost two hours, Rita. But all you know, right. and, you know actually, do, actually, do me a favor, Judith, if you can. We're going to go to a quick break, all right? Stay with us because then I'll be able to get you more after the break if you could, all right? Hold on one second. Uh, we got a lot of callers calling in. Needless to say, it's a big topic. And uh, just because of that, Judith, we'll keep you on hold, all right? And we'll have more with you after the break. Everybody, we're going to continue your calls. 800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are hours away from the historic arraignment of former President Trump. A moment I thought I would never see in my lifetime to see a former president of the United States And by all accounts, and we've seen a lot of leaks in this case. By the way, the leaks are felonies. Every time something has leaked, you're not supposed to be leaking anything on the grand jury. And we're seeing that it's going to be about 30 counts. We'll be able to see the indictment tomorrow. Uh, That should be out there almost immediately during the arraignment. And we will also probably see a mugshot. Uh, President Trump will be fingerprinted. And then, indeed, he is planning on making a statement tomorrow night from Mar-a-Lago. We'll be talking about that tomorrow night on the show. So what do you make of this unbelievable moment that has never happened in American history? And it's Alvin Bragg, a DA in Manhattan who campaigned on going after President Trump, fulfilling his campaign promise. That's the one thing he's done is fulfill that promise of going after President Trump. Forget the uh, felons in New York. They get a pass. But if your last name is Trump, bring it on, is basically the message from Alvin Bragg. one 800 Let's go back to Judith real quick. Judith, your thoughts. Okay, Rita, I'm going to try real quick, but I have a lot to say, because you know what? There were so many wonderful points that were brought up by Joe, by BJ, of course, by you, Rita. You're really great tonight, and I love you for it. And by, uh, what's his name, Wayne, he was fantastic. And what's his name, Norm, was talking about Antifa. They are terrorists. They are domestic terrorists trained, and they're deadly. They're very dangerous. So here's what I want to add. Hopefully, I hope you'll like what I have to say, because this is what I believe. I believe that Braggs knows he has no case. He knows that the New York judges and the jurists over there are, are, they, they are anti-Trumpers, so therefore they're in his corner no matter what. 
And this is basically theatrics and optics, you know, for these crazy, I call them Democrats, they're not Democrats, for their political hit job, Rita. This is a disgraceful persecution and a travesty. I got to tell you, I'm going to laugh. Democrats don't care about felonies because if they would, there's a guy out there called Joe Biden. And, you know, taking bribes is a felony. Tax evasion, which he does, too, is a felony. Treason is even worse. I mean, selling out our country to the enemy, empowering China. This is all Joe Biden. Do they care about felonies? My goodness. But I want to add something to you. You know, I would love to see Governor DeSantis and Nikki Haley say that they are not running and that will stand behind President Trump, especially now, because they are against this weaponization of legal and political systems, Rita. And I have to tell you, I hate betrayal. I feel President Trump deserves real loyalty now more than ever, Rita, for the good of this whole country. We need to unite together against these rogue, corrupt government officials. And uh, what's it? Wayne is right. I mean, we're dealing with communists. We're dealing with people that hate this country and want to see the worst with this country. And the only way to fight back is honestly to get someone like President Trump back in power. He was great and have everyone stand behind him. That's how I feel. Well, and it'll be interesting to see. I don't foresee that happening. Nikki Haley's already in the race. DeSantis uh, doesn't usually use the word Trump. He's been going after Bragg when he was in Long Island over the weekend, but doesn't say the word Trump. Um, It's interesting. They're trying to kind of walk a thin line, but they're getting clobbered in the polls, and Trump is skyrocketing in the polls, Judith. So I think the American public, most people feel the same way you do. Um, And I think this is only galvanizing Trump. And I can tell you, if there is a mugshot tomorrow, which it is expected now that there will be some sort of a mugshot and, you know, it'll get leaked. President Trump will be putting it on T-shirts and mugs and banners and this and that. And he'll say, hey, if you want to make a dollar donation to Trump and buy this T-shirt or do this or do that. Um, And so many people across this country are galvanizing towards him as a result of what we have seen um, it has been an extraordinary, extraordinary outpouring of support for him. I don't expect his challengers to do that, but the American public overwhelmingly right now, you can see it, is doing it. Uh, let's go to Tony, line two. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Great show tonight. Listen, I always have a take that's a bit to the side and looking at everything. And what I'm seeing in New York is a city that's no longer the city that welcomes everybody. I look at Alvin Bragg, who's done all this um game playing and attacking Trump and attacking the law. And I looked and I said, who is this man that sets up this little political game around the high holy days for Christians and Jews alike? And he apparently is a a high school, Sunday school teacher. He attends one of the black Abyssinian churches in Harlem. He's a longtime member. And, you know, I say, you know, even in his own faith, it's very disrespectful to set this up at a high, a high Holy Week. I look at Mayor Adams and I say he's a hypocrite because this was the city, the state that welcomes everybody. And he's getting up there in Nazi-like fashion and saying that if you don't act in a certain way, you're not welcome here. And you know what? You're going to get arrested. So New York, it's really a disgrace. Well, and you know, you know, it's interesting, Tony, some of the language that we've heard from a number of officials, it would be nice if they had that sort of attitude towards criminals that are mugging people on the streets of New York and robbing people on the streets of New York. Like, I wish, you know, Alvin Bragg had the same kind of vitriol that he has for Trump 
uh, much more towards criminals, like the guys that we let out back on the streets. This is an unbelievable moment, everybody. We will have all the latest tomorrow night on The Rita Cosby Show. Stay tuned. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.